It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. From coast to coast, this is Project Audion. Comrades, I'm Larry Groby with a generic radio workshop. I can't linger long. They'll be looking for me, or rather, they'll be looking for what's in here. This book, Red Channels from 1950. The information in this book was explosive, life-changing, career-destroying. It contains the names of people working in radio and television and the movies who were members of the Communist Party. Or at least、uh, very liberal leanings in their youth. But if your name was in red channels, then you were blacklisted, and your career was effectively destroyed. So back in 1950, was communism really going to eat away at the American way of life like this book and others claim? Well, that's the question posed by the radio show "I Was a Communist" for the FBI. It was based on the supposed experience of a Pittsburgh man named Matt Zavetic, who joined the American Communist Party, but who also reported back to the FBI. Zavetic's story was first told in a sensational series of articles in the Saturday Evening Post, and then a successful Hollywood movie, which was actually Oscar-nominated as Best Documentary, and finally as a tension-filled syndicated radio series, a kind of radio noir. Now, most of the episodes survive, but not this script. This one has been lost for 70 years. Until now, this original script remained hidden away—not in some FBI secret warehouse, but in the New York Public Library. Now, it's not clear just how accurate "I Was a Communist" for the FBI really was. Dramatic, oh, definitely. But was communism eating away at the American way of life? Like the series proposed, well, we don't really know. That's the problem with conspiracies, communist or otherwise. You're never really sure. But anyway, the FBI had、uh, nothing to do with the series itself, or so they claimed. Uh oh, there,、uh, someone's nearby. Hopefully, it's just Project Audion's cast getting ready to、uh, perform. I gotta go. Meanwhile, you enjoy for the first time in 70 years this recreated and rediscovered episode of "I Was a Communist" for the FBI. I was a communist for the FBI. Starring Dana Andrews in an exciting tale of danger and espionage, I was a communist for the FBI. From the actual records and authentic experiences of Matt Savatic, come many of the incidents in this unusual story. Here is our star, 
Dana Andrews as Matt Savetic, who for nine fantastic years lived as a communist for the FBI. Not all foreigners should be eyed with suspicion. Some people make their way to America from lands where life is gray and unrelenting to discover the joys of the American way of life. But at the same time, not all Americans can be trusted. Some of the most colorful and charming are really painted communist red, which left me weighing choices that weren't black and white, but could mean life or death. <laughs> Here is Dana Andrews as Matt Savetic, Undercover Man. This story from the confidential file is marked Citizens of Nowhere. New York Harbor. The giant ocean liner bellies up to the dock and exhales a deep end of the voyage sigh. People, happy people, hundreds of them, swarming over the pier, waving excitedly to the passengers lining the rails of the ship. Welcomes on their lips, reunions in their hearts. I stood near the customs windows, apart from the crowd. Their excitement wasn't for me. This occasion meant love, friendship, the warmth of homecoming to them. But to me it meant treachery, treachery by assignment for the Communist Party. Well, Matt, you're here on time, all right. Hmm. Oh, hello, comrade. Careful. The name is Kay, remember? Sorry. Think you'll be able to recognize the Rieslings in this mob? Think so, unless they've changed since these pictures were taken. No. Where they come from, people don't change. That's the trouble with them. They refuse to be changed. You mean Mr. and Mrs. Riesling refuse to be changed by the party, don't you? Yes, Matt. That's just what I mean. There goes the gangplank. Now remember, you're an old friend of their son's. He wrote you that they were coming to America. I've been over it a thousand times, Kay. Do everything possible to win their confidence, Matt. Everything. It's got to work, Matt. And it's got to be done before they apply for extension for their visas. You know, it would work a lot better if I knew why I was doing this. Why? Why do you think? That son of theirs, with his guerrilla fighters? He's caused nothing but trouble for our comrades in Europe. He... Sure, I know that, but... The party chased these two all over Europe. They're our best weapons against their son. Once we corner them, he's bound to give up. I know, I know. But what happens next? What happens to them after I spring this trap? When it's time to know, you'll know. Not before. Just work fast, Matt. Our time is limited. Follow instructions and we'll all benefit. Yeah, all but Mr. and Mrs. Riesling. I found the Rieslings as they left the customs desk. Their bodies were bent with age and hard work. Their lined faces were drawn with fatigue and confusion, but their eyes were bright with excitement and hope. Two tired immigrants were discovering America. I watched them walk a few steps, then stop, bewildered, uncertain as to which way to turn. Anton, I am frightened. Oh, it is so big. So much noise. Uh, uh, pardon me? Uh, you're Mr. and Mrs. Riesling, aren't you? 
Tom. The man talks to you. So, um, uh, this is my wife, Dora. I am Anton Riesling. I know. You, you know? Yeah, my name is Savelik. Matt Savelik. Ah, Savelik, a Slavic name? That's right. Your son and I were great friends. David. You, you know our boy David? <laughs> sure. Met him when I was in Europe during the war. He wrote me that you were coming to America, gave me strict orders to take good care of you. Anton? Yeah, yeah, I hear. Please, They, come on. They, We've got lots of things to learn about America. Anton, you hear? You hear? Yeah, yeah, Dora. For as long as our visas permit, America is our country. Cars and so many buildings of stone. How much stone? Is this good for the soil, Mr. Savetti? <laughs> it doesn't hurt. In those buildings, the soil is kept in window boxes anyway. Uh, careful there. Uh, yeah, oh, there's so much, so much to be careful of here. But nothing to fear, nothing to run from. Wait, Mr. Sedic. No, try again. Subway. Sub. Subway. Subway. That's it. Look, look. Mr. Sedic, those puzzles across the aisle. They look so, so sad. Is there sadness in America? <laughs> Mostly in the subways, Mr. Riesling. <laughs> <laughs> Subway. There should be no sadness. Anywhere in America. Well, it, it may not be the perfect dream, you know? Not perfect, perhaps. But a dream, Mr. Sovetic. A wonderful dream. Oh, it, it is beautiful. Beautiful. You must forgive us, Miss Vettik. We are like children, yeah? In our country, on the farms, it... it... Oh, not at all. You act like people who intend to enjoy your new apartment. If it only could be for longer. If we could only extend our time. Laura, oh. not now. Not in front of Mr. Svetik. I, I am so sorry. I am thankful for the time we have. Thankful for friends who arranged our visit here. I, uh, I hope this apartment will be large enough for you. I'll show you how to dial the telephone. Oh, good, good. And if you have any questions, be sure to call me. Yeah, we will. We will. You hear, Dora? Mr. Svetik, how, how can we tell of, of our thanks? For what? For being our friend, Mr. Svetik. In Europe, when one is forced to leave a country, he fears new friends. First there were the Nazis, now the Reds. In Europe, new friends are too often old enemies. But here, here in America... No, you two have nothing to thank me for. Not a single thing.
Beaker, FBI. Beaker, this is Red. Well, hi. Where have you been, Chubb? Haven't had a chance to check in. We were about ready to set the tail on you. You're all right? Yeah, look, I only have a minute. I'm waiting for Kay Maroney. Who's she? My cell leader. You have a file on her. Maroney. Maroney. The little one? Um, angel face. Mona Lisa with a smile? Yeah, Mona Lisa's smile and a hangman's heart. She's put me on a new assignment. Don't know the whole plan yet, but it involves a couple of decent people. Decent people? Who? Name's Riesling. Spell it. R-I-E. Go on, Matt. Matt? I'll check back later, Beaker. You certainly hung up in a hurry. Did I startle you, comrade? Uh, no, I, uh, I was just trying to call you. You're late, Kay. All of five minutes. You must be eager to see me. Well, that's your cue for a compliment. Mm-hmm. No compliment. Not eager to see me. Of course I'm eager to see you. We have a lot of work to do. Oh, that's right. Ours is a business relationship, isn't it? The party is more than a business, Comrade Maroney. It's our life. Well, you took that cue nicely. How are you getting on with the Rieslings? Beautifully. They're hungry for friends, eager to be liked, to do the right thing. They took the bait? Snapped at it. Good. Now let's spring the trap. How? Come on. <laughs> Comrade K. Maroney. Always sweet. Always charming, always treacherous. Mona Lisa with a meat axe. All ready to chop up the souls of two honest people, Dora and Anton Riesling. Chop them up and feed them to the commies. We walked about three blocks from the drugstore where we'd met, then turned down a side street. We paused in front of a small building bearing signs, headline printing and engraving company. The place was closed, but Kay had a key. There. Come on in. Since when are we in the engraving business? Oh, the party's in lots of businesses, comrade. This is the one we use to eliminate people like the Rieslings. Here. Look at this. What? Citizenship papers. Made to order. Citizenship? Let's see. Oh, these are phony, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Phony, but effective. Especially when one of our comrades is threatened with deportation. If nothing else, it causes confusion and delay long enough for him to complete his work before bowing out. Hmm. And how does this affect Mr. and Mrs. Riesling? They're here on visas. They can't pose as citizens. Uh-uh. But they can get an extension of time for those visas. Legal permission to stay in America longer. How? Simple. We just print up the necessary papers right here. See? This? Mm-hmm. Looks pretty legitimate, doesn't it? You sure don't waste any time. Listen, comrade. David Riesling, their son, is number one on the wanted list of the Communist Internationale. He's smart, he's wily, the party can't get to him. But these parents of his, they're simple trusting souls, aren't they? Yeah, they even trust me. 
Once we have them, we can use them to force their son to surrender, to give up his underground warfare. But we'll have them as soon as their visas run out and they leave America. Why give them phony extension papers? To get them out of America now, right away. To get them back to Europe where our comrades can reach out and grab them before their son does more damage to us. You're not making any sense. No. No. If you want them out of America, why forge papers that extend their visas here? One thing at a time, dear. First, we have to make the Rieslings want these phony papers. Oh, they'd want them all right. They'd do anything to stay in America longer. But they're not morons, Kay. They know you can't get visas extended overnight. Ah, but you have connections, Matt. You know the shortcuts. And you're their friend. Now look, you can't expect me to... No, dear, I don't expect you to do the job alone. I'll help you. All right? How? First, you have to introduce me to the Rieslings. Let's all have dinner together. That should be fun. Yeah, like plucking feathers from a live chicken. Think the Rieslings will like me, Matt. I hope they do. Don't you? <laughs> oh, incidentally, Matt, how did Mr. and Mrs. Riesling react to your surprise? What surprise? A surprise? For us? You haven't told them yet. Told them what? Well, you told me that, with your connections, you could arrange to have the Riesling's visas extended for three months, maybe more. Is this true? Mr. Riesling, I work with Matt. I know it's true. You know, having the right friends is just as important in America as anywhere else. But a visa is, is a significant thing. Oh, Matt, it... tell them. Yes, please, it means so much to us. You tell them, Kay. You tell it better. Matt's always like this when he does favors for people. I happen to know that Matt intended to surprise you with the news tonight. Your visas are extended. Matt, Matt, oh, you do so much to help us, so much. It's not, it's not definite yet. It, it, it was held up. Oh, for how long? <clears throat> A week? Ten days at most. Isn't that what you told me? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I told you. More time in America. We even never forget you for this month. Never. That's right, Mr. Riesling. You probably won't. You're early, comrade. Oh, okay. The cell meeting hasn't started yet. Look, about those visa papers for the Rieslings. Oh, I mailed them out yesterday. Fixed up an official U.S. government envelope and everything. Something wrong. Oh, no. Everything's just dandy. The Rieslings are happy. The party's happy. Why aren't you? Because the whole scheme is childish. The Rieslings are bound to find out that those papers are phony. <laughs> that won't happen, silly. No? Of course not. The immigration office will find out first. The immigration office? How? They'll discover those phony extension papers and ship the Rieslings right back to Europe, where our comrades are waiting to... 
And just how is this immigration office going to find out? I wrote them a note, excusing, accusing the Rieslings of being frauds. I suggested an investigation. The first thing they'll do is examine those visa papers. Fine, fine. You're just the one to suggest an investigation. <laughs> no, dear. I didn't sign my name. I looked up the name of a friend of theirs in Europe, Ludwig Bohem. Poor Ludwig died two years ago, so he won't show up to contradict me. Wait a minute. Just what happens to me when the Rieslings are hauled in for questioning? You. Me. They're bound to say that I arranged for those phony visa papers, and that puts me right in line for a fraud charge and forgery and... Why, Matt? Shame on you. What's the party doing to protect me? Nothing. How often do you get a chance to make that great a sacrifice for our cause? I see. Nice of you to arrange this opportunity, comrade. After all, Matt, ours is a business relationship. And business is business, isn't it? Friends, here is an ale that tastes so good, is so full of satisfying, robust cheer, you'll ask for it again and again. Yes, for real deep-down thirst-quenching pleasure, remember to get Rainier Old Stock Ale, the biggest selling ale in the West. At the very first sip, mm. You'll agree that here is a nail at its most zestful, refreshing, all-time best. For Rainier Old Stock Ale has a smooth, creamy head, a lively nut-brown body, unmatched flavor, and robust cheer. Mm. Boy, what wonderful refreshment. So enjoy the ale with everything. Rainier Old Stock Ale the ale with robust cheer. Ask any man who knows good ale, this is what you'll hear. Give me a bottle of Rainier Ale, ale with robust cheer. Try Rainier, you'll ask for more. You've never had ale like this before. Rainier Ale. The biggest selling ale in all the West. Rainier Old Stock Ale. The ale with robust cheer. Now, back to Dana Andrews, starring as Matt Savetic in I Was a Communist for the FBI and the second act of our story. At first, my biggest concern was Mr. and Mrs. Riesling and how to protect these innocent people from Comrade K. Maroney, the commie's angel-faced witch. But now, now I was her victim, too. A special bonus sacrifice to the Red Gods by this ingenue on a red broomstick. You don't fight back when the commies have tagged you for their martyr. That's suicide. And you don't try to call the FBI, either, because you know the Reds are watching you. So you just wait and wait. One day, two days, 
morning, Matt. Well, Comrade Maroney, smile and all. What do you want? Conversation. May I come in? Why? Matt. Look, Kay, you've done your job. You've served the cause, and so have I. Now go on. Find yourself another wax image to poke needles into. Matt, I just want to talk to you. Really, I... See, that's what I want to talk to you about. The phone? Mm-hmm. It's probably Mr. and Mrs. Riesling asking for help. After all, you're their friend. Come on, get to the point. You for your own sake, dear? Don't help them. How could I help them? You fixed things for me, too. You could tell the immigration office all about the party and the engraving company, but you won't, will you? I'd better get that phone. Be sensible now, Matt. You know, the immigration office may be lenient, but the party? Uh-uh. Matt, we, we are in trouble, Matt. What, what sort of trouble, Mr. Riesling? I... I am not sure. These immigration officers, they, they, they say they are doing wrong. What kind of wrong? I, I, I do not know, Matt. Will you help us? Please, Matt, we, we know so little about these things. There is no one else, Matt. Mr. Riesling, I, I don't know what I can do to help. Just please. Just be here, Matt. It concerns the Easter papers you arranged for us. Careful now, comrade. Don't lose your head. Look, Mr. Riesling, I... They're at the immigration office now, Matt. They say they must stay here, Matt. They're frightened. They cannot understand all this. You can't really help them, Matt. You know that. Matt. Matt, you will come here, yeah? Matt? No, I'm sorry, Mr. Riesling. I can't. Matt, please! You are only friend! That's a good boy. Thank you, dear. Get out of here. Get out. Matt. Get out before I... Uh-uh-uh. Business before pleasure, dear. Unless... Unless you'd like to make pleasure your business. You've got an ice cube for a heart, haven't you, Kay? Not always. Go on, get out. Sure now? Beat it. Well, nice try, Katie. Matt? Will you get out of here? Oh, I'm going, dear. Just, well, you needn't worry about being picked up by the immigration office. No? No, I, I, um... I'm going to suggest that the party save you the embarrassment. After all, your silence is awfully important to us now. So, if you don't mind, I'll send some comrades around. The party wouldn't silence permit it. Silence you. Yeah. No, but I would. And I am running our cell. Oh, no need to hide, dear. We'll find you. <laughs> Witchcraft with a smile or for the sake of the party. After Kay left, I paced my room in a fury. I found myself kicking at chairs, knocking ashtrays off tables, yanking at the phone cord in useless, helpless rage. At that point, it didn't matter who was watching me or why. I had nothing to lose now, not even a conscience or self-respect anymore. I'd sold the Rieslings out. 
I was wanted by the immigration office and by the commies. If I could get a call into Beaker at the FBI office, I might have a chance. No use using my own phone, it was probably tapped. Maybe the Reds were watching me. Maybe they were ready to pounce, I don't know. I couldn't wait to find out. I headed for the drugstore at the corner. You, Savannah! Wait a minute, Savannah. Sorry, pal, wrong guy. Savannah! Taxi! Hey! Cab! Anywhere. And make it snappy. This is Red. Listen, Beaker, listen hard. You sound like trouble. Big trouble. Take this down. Hurry. Okay. Ludwig Boehm. B-O-E-H-M-E. Got it? Got it. Friend of Anton Adora Riesling in Europe. He's dead, I think. Been dead for two years. Check for verification and get the facts over to the immigration office fast. Got time to tell me why? No, not now. I'm wearing a long red tail. Goodbye. Good luck, Matt. There was a chance now, a slim chance, that I'd ooze out of this mess with most of my skin. But I still had to avoid the party's goon boys and the skip tracers from the U.S. Immigration Office. Foolish to go back to my apartment, so I checked into a cheap side hotel street to collect my thoughts and tuck into nerve endings. I took up a position near the window where I could watch the street below. In about an hour, I saw what I didn't want to see. A gray coupe pulled up at the hotel. Two men got out. One of them was the man who tried to stop me in the street earlier. I knew I was due for visitors in my new home now. This home wasn't my castle. It was my trap. No visitors yet. The men were still on the street below. One at the entrance to the hotel, the other just across from my window. They waited, I waited. There was nothing for me to do but wait. If I ran, they'd follow. If I tried to hide, they'd find me. So I waited and watched the clock on the wall. I waited and waited and waited. And wonder why the devil they didn't come up and get me. Two hours. Three. Four. The shadows grew longer and longer and longer. And still I waited. The sun went down and I was still waiting. The room seemed to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The phone. Here? Who would know I... No. Let it ring. Let it ring. Outside on the street, the two men were still at their posts. One just across the street from my window, the other just outside the entrance of the building. Why... Why didn't they come up and get me? Ah, squeezing me out, probably. Standard commie procedure. 
trap your victim and then toy with him. Exquisite torture prescribed by the book. Let him wait and wait and wait and wait and stop that infernal ticking! Mr. Savetic? Yeah? My name's Colby. Ernest Colby. Immigration office. Okay. If you don't mind, I'd like to ask you some questions at our office. Those your men downstairs watching this room? Well, yes and no. What's that mean? Well, they're FBI men. They said something about tracing a call you made or something. Oh, I see. Why didn't they come and get me? They've been here for a day and a half. Well, they had no warrant for your arrest. They were just here to locate you. For me. They almost drove me out of my mind. They could have... I tried to phone you once you were located. You didn't answer. Oh, did you expect me to? Well, I hope you're more inclined to answer my questions. Let's go. Sit down, Mr. Savetic. Thanks. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Riesling tell me you've been a great friend of theirs. that right? I suppose so, yes. You took them under your wing, more or less, when they arrived here. That's right. Rented an apartment for them, showed them around the city, acted as a guide and guardian. Mm-hmm. May I ask why? They're nice people. It isn't difficult to be friendly with people like that. You're a communist, aren't you, Mr. Zvetic? Aren't you going to answer? I don't have to answer that, Colby. No, and actually, I don't have to ask it either. The immigration office is pretty well aware of your work with the Reds. Hmm, this note, Mr. Savetic. Our office received it the other day. It's signed Ludwig Bohem. Know him? No. Know who signed it? I told you no. The name has nothing to do with the person who signed it, Savetic. You're not making sense. We've checked on the whereabouts of Ludwig Bohem. The FBI received verification from Central Intelligence in Europe. Bohem has been dead for two years. He couldn't have possibly written this note. So what's this got to do with me? Evidently, the FBI has kept a finger on the Rieslings and their companions since coming to America. You're one of the companions. A Miss Cameroni is another. Know her? You should know her, Savetic. She's one of your comrades. Is she? Isn't she? We've traced the forgery on this note to Miss Maroney. She's also being held for Riesling's fraudulent visa papers. How come? Lab tests on the paper she used. The typing. The engraving on the note paper and envelope. As compared with the paper used for the visa documents, they all add up to a big indictment of Kay Maroney. And I suppose you want me to tell you where she is? Nope. She's right in the next office. Been with us since yesterday. Hasn't had much chance to contact her comrades. Then she... Yes, Mr. Savetic. You seem uh, relieved. Why? No reason. So what do you want with me? Not much. I can't lock you up just for being a red. It's different with the Maroney woman. We have charges of fraud, forgery, violation of immigration laws, but you... What about me? Just a warning, Savetic. You're treading dangerous ground. 
you've got the wrong friends. We've got Kay Maroney now. We've got that engraving outfit too. We're looking forward to the day when we can pin something on you and the rest of your red playmates. Is that all, Colby? That's all, Sovetic. Come again when you can stay longer. Svetic. What? In here. Come on. Hey, Baker. How do you make out with Colby? Okay, I'm free. What about the Rieslings? They've been cleared. Got their visas extended legitimately, too. So they'll be safe till the smoke clears. Listen, why didn't you guys come up and get me instead of holding me up in that hotel? All we wanted to do was pinpoint you to Colby. I couldn't tell him this, but... I wanted him to clear you, not us. At least that keeps you clean with the commies. Does it? Kay Maroney had them on my tail, too. No, she didn't. No? No. She never got the chance. Putting you on the spot was her idea. She admitted to us that the party wouldn't permit it. You're too big a guy to play Patsy for them, chum. They need you. Yeah, I'm flattered. And we need you, too, so go on. Beat it. No one can hear us? (laughs) We can't take that chance. Go on, Matt. Take a walk. I was free again. Free of the charges of the immigration office, and so were the Rieslings. But Kay Maroney was not. The sweet-faced witch had toppled off her red broomstick right into her own trap. So I was free of her charges, too. Free to walk away from justice back to the commies. Free to trade truth for treachery, friendship for loneliness. For when you sacrifice real freedom to walk with the Reds, you walk a long, crooked road, and you walk alone. Our star, Data Andrews, We'll return in just a moment. This is Dana Andrews, friends, with the reminder that tyranny is a habit capable of becoming a disease. In spite of modern political cure-alls, its only preventative, its only remedy, is the old-fashioned one. Large doses of human liberty taken at regular intervals. In the story you just heard, names, dates, and places are fictitious to protect innocent persons. Many of these stories are based on incidents in the life of Matt Savetic, who worked undercover for the FBI. Next week, another fantastic adventure. Join us then, won't you? That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, please share the links with others so they can enjoy it too. And if you only heard it, then please visit projectaudion.com or youtube.com slash projectaudion so you can watch it as well. And we have plenty of other classic radio recreations online too. Until next time, thanks for listening.
Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic and live radio drama. So, yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.